Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet, episode 104 of Clocks on the Stove. We got NFL Week 3 preview, usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher. Holding it down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, my co-host, Mr. Zachary Douglas Watts. You're up. This week's Clocks on the Stove leading scorer in fantasy football and our guest for Week 3, the one and only Philip Hobbs. What's going on, guys? Phil, thank you for joining us. Um, also, way to just ruin Brady's week, man. Kid goes to the Bengals game, puts the second most points up in the league, and loses because he played you. Listen, all I got to shout out my guys, Raheem, Mahomes, even even his boy Jamar Chase scored me some points that week. So I'm just glad. Uh, I mean, at least his team got the win that week for the Bengals, but uh, on fantasy, I won. So. Yeah, big week, uh, big week for Phil Hobbs. It's going to be a big week this week, too, as we dive into this slate of games. As you know, we do not do a Thursday night or Monday night football game on our podcast because we do them on TikTok. Shout out Zachary Watts for doing that today. Actually, it already, like, low-key starting to blow up. I think you did it at a good time today. Um, but to start us off, Sunday, October 1st at 9.30 in the morning, because this game will be played in London, England, we have – the Atlanta Falcons playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Atlanta 2-1, and one, Jacksonville 1-2. One and two. Jacksonville is a three-point favorite. This game will be live on ESPN+. And my phone just glitched out. Yeah, um, damn, my phone keeps glitching out. Yeah, you know, on Atlanta side of things, they were a team that kind of wasn't really, you know, they were kind of a 50-50 team last year. Did they want Mariota? Did they want to rock with Desmond Ritter? They were kind of like trying to find out what their like identity was. They get Bajon Robinson, who had a lot of hope, but there wasn't any like, you know, he had he was injury prone. He had a couple flaws to him that people were concerned about. He's been playing well. Desmond Ritter's been playing well. Their defense has been playing solid. On the other end of things, you have Jacksonville, who started their season last year kind of weird, started finished it pretty solidly, and then had a lot of high hopes for this year, and they're one and two. Um, you're not seeing the production from Trevor Lawrence that we want to see. He has three touchdowns and two picks. ETN's looking good. He's almost at 50 carries, 200 yards with a touchdown. They, I feel like they haven't solidified a wide receiver one yet either. The Jags, I feel like Trevor Lawrence hasn't found his like go to. This is my guy. Um, and on the other end of things, it's kind of insane because Kyle Pitts and Drake London still aren't really like balling for Falcons, which is the second year in a row for that. Um, as for winning this game, I don't really have a pick yet. I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, if you, one of you guys want to take the ropes from there, yeah. So just looking at this game, I mean, the Jaguars have obviously not been playing up to their potential up to this point. I think a lot of people had higher expectations with the addition of Calvin Ridley, and they just really haven't connected on the level that we'd have would have expected thus far. I think their offensive line is starting to prove more of an issue than we originally thought. I mean, they gave up what three or four sacks to the Kansas city chiefs last week, which just, you don't want to see at all. Um, they have played a home game every year since 2013 overseas, but they're like four and five through that time. So the record isn't necessarily outstanding and they're not necessarily playing well at home either in Jacksonville, as you can see from last week. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, the Falcons just really can't seem to get the pass game going. And against a defense like the Jaguars, who's giving up less than 100 yards on the ground per game, it really doesn't seem like the best matchup for them, uh, especially after coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions, where you only put up six points. Um, so really, this is, to me at least, it's a matchup between two lackluster offenses that haven't really reached their full potential. Look, 
I get it. Desmond Ritter's still a very young guy. He hasn't really stepped into the stepped into the groove of things or really stepped up how they've expected him to. But when you draft a guy like Bijan Robinson, you're expecting him to get 20 to 25 touches a game. That's just what you drafted him for. But I don't really understand that when you, in years past, you've taken guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts, who you've gotten maybe eight targets to over the first three games. So I'm not really understanding the offensive game plan. Maybe it's just, hey, if we put too many superstars on the field, someone's got to do something. But unfortunately, bad coaching will be 100% beat great players. Looking at how I think this game is going to play out, I do expect the Jaguars to commit to the run. I think they're going to try to force this game into Desmond Ritter's hands. And if that is the case, I don't expect things to go well for the Falcons. I am going to end up taking Jacksonville in this one. Well, Hobbs. Yeah, like you said, Grayson, I mean, this is an international series game. We have the the London Jaguars, as I like to say, versus the Atlanta Falcons. They're the, the, the fan base in London for the Jaguars is crazy. I think they're the, they're the team that's played the most in uh london so far so there are gonna be a lot of jacks fans uh at that game and i think this comes down to the quarterback play i mean you have trevor lawrence and desmond ritter i think at the end of the day who, who are you gonna pick to to win that game i think trevor lawrence also a little fun fact i saw and sorry to my friends who were at that houston texans jaguars game that was that was a tough watch uh let's just say to pay for that game but uh at halftime uh, Doug Peterson took over the offensive play calling at halftime. He was not calling the plays in the first half. I think at halftime they realized, okay, we got to change something up. And in the second half, you actually saw them moving the ball a little bit, a little bit better. I think in this London game, he's going to keep that same, you know, same position and, and call the plays at offense. And I think I take Jacksonville with the points minus three. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, I'm probably going to rob Jacksonville minus three as well. I just feel like the Falcons are still trying to figure out who they are. Where even though the Jags have that those two losses, they kind of know where they're at, and they're gonna the Jack the Jags are gonna get to where they're better that before the Falcons can can get to where they're better. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Our next game actually is probably the best matched up game I think. So on the Sunday slate, we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills one o'clock on Sunday. Buffalo coming in at minus two and a half. Zach Watts. What are we thinking about this game? Well, the Dolphins game plan or honestly just play overall thus far has been nothing short of spectacular. I mean, Tua has matched his last year total, so it appears he has the same exact script. Let's just hope it doesn't play out the same way in these upcoming weeks. But truthfully, he is playing like an MVP candidate. Um, He has an unbelievable amount of weapons. And we what we thought were going to be the dynamic duo of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were now starting to see the dynamic duo in their backfield with Acne and Mostert. So they just seem to have weapons everywhere. And Mike McDaniels is such a good coach at utilizing what his players are good at. So I'm very fond of them in that regard. When I look more towards the Bills, you know, they're extremely talented and they have the offensive firepower to keep up and their defense is pretty stacked. And I think Sean McDermott plays more into kind of like the defensive game planning of things in my eyes. So Look, I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep Tyreek Hill in check. That's my biggest question going into every Dolphins game is, are you going to be able to contain Tyreek Hill or at least minimize the damage that he is going to put up against you? And to be honest, I don't know. This game is a pick game based on ESPN analytics. They think it's like barely skewed in favor of the Dolphins because they are playing as the better team right now. But I think since the Bills have lost um, that opening game, 
against um, the Jets in overtime, they've really bounced back in a great way. You look at the game against the Raiders, 38-10. Game against Commanders, 37-3. Like, they've just dominated teams as they should have. So they've played to the level of expectations we've assumed thus far. Now they're stepping back into the realm of playing tougher competition. Are they going to be able to keep up? Are they going to be able to replicate what they've done in weeks prior? Personally, I think you're only tuning into this game to watch Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. They're plain and simple. That's all you want to watch. You just want to see fantasy points scored. And I do hope it is a high-scoring affair, similar to how it was last year. This time around, since it is in Buffalo, I see Buffalo getting away um, with the win. They're probably going to put a stop to the Dolphins' hot start, give them their first loss of the season, and kind of keep things rolling for them. The Hobbs. Yeah, I really like this game. I think this is the game of the week. I think this is a potential AFC championship matchup coming in the later weeks of January. Uh, I don't know. This is a pick'em game. I like the Bills right now. I do like the Dolphins too. I think Josh Allen has a lot, still a lot to prove. I also think Tua still has a lot to prove, even though how many, how many points that this that team's been putting up for these past couple of weeks. But uh, I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I think the run game for for the Bills has been really good with James Cook. They haven't had that in recent years. Uh, Devin Singletary was a, was a guy that they had previously, FAU alum. Uh, I love that guy. Yeah, yes, sir. Go FAU. Uh, go Owls. But I don't know. I just – I think this guy, James Cook, he's he's been killing it for him. I think he – I think Josh Allen is starting to realize, and I think the offense coordinator for the Bills are also starting to realize, we're like, hey, we have a guy that's – we haven't had in a while in the back of the run game since, I don't know, Fred Jackson or Marshawn Lynch. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember those guys. Uh, in the Bills running running game. It was like 2008, 2009. Those guys were like old, old timers. But uh, I like I like the Bills in this game. Yeah, I'm going to also take the Bills. I think this there's only two ways Buffalo wins this, is that if they can somehow go drive for drive with them, which is very hard to do because there's so many weapons on the Dolphins that can score. Like it feels like – it feels like an offensive alignment is a weapon for them. You know, they can just get the ball out, and they don't really have like – like Zach was saying too, they don't really have like a – Number one guy. I mean, their running backs are scoring like crazy. Tua could run it. He can throw it. All every single one of the receivers have a receiving touchdown. You know, that's scary. But it's all – I feel like the way the Buffalo is going to approach this game is they're going to try to slow it down and make it very boring and lull and yes. try to lull them to sleep. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think their defense is good. I don't think they're shutting down the Dolphins well enough. So, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think with it being at home and with, like you said, Phil – it's like Josh Allen and Buffalo kind of still have to prove it right now to prove that they're still top dog. I think they get it done in a close game, but I'm going to take Buffalo minus two and a half. Our next game is the Phil Hobbs game. 0-3 Broncos. Bear down. In Chicago. Bear down, 0-3 Bears. One o'clock. Denver coming in at a minus three and a half favorite. Phil Hobbs. Start us off with this game of the week, baby. Listen, boys, you understand. I will be at this game. Uh, this trip was planned uh, way in advance, I will say. This game, I thought, looking at the schedule, I was like, hey, my brother, he, he lives in Denver right now. We're like, hey, we're like, hey let's go to the Bears-Broncos game. Obviously, that these two teams aren't as bad as they were last year. Think again, boys. They are worse than they were last year. And, the, the, yeah, these tickets were paid for. I mean, no one is paying us to go to this game. We are putting in our hard-earned money to fly up to Chicago and watch this Bears Broncos. People are saying the toilet bowl game. Uh, listen, uh, I'm at first thought. I'm like, okay, whoever loses this game is going to have the first overall pick and have Caleb Williams. And I think if you're Caleb Williams, 
who said before, I if, if I don't like this team, I will go and stay in college. To be honest with you, I think if he saw the Broncos, the Bears, the number one pick, I do believe he would he would want to go to one of these organizations and try to bring him back. I think these are two very, uh, you know, have a lot of history behind them. But to go back to the game, I do believe this is it for Justin Fields. Like this is – he's got to run, throw – I don't. I don't even know what to say. I really don't. I. I want. I think the Bears are going to win. I. I don't know. And, and it's. It's making me nervous. Just thinking about. It. I don't know. I want them to win, but also Caleb Williams sounds sounds fun. Yeah. Um. I'm going to just keep it a hundred p. I think Denver is going to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I. I had high hopes on Justin Fields. I'm not an Ohio State guy by any means, and I also do believe that Ohio State quarterbacks are cursed with the NFL. Um. And Justin Fields just proved it once again. Um, do I think Justin Fields is a bad quarterback? No, I think Justin Fields is a very good quarterback. I think Justin Fields is thinking too much, and that's what's making him a bad quarterback. I think he has all the tools to be good. I just think if he does, one, I think it's going to be really hard to change this late in his career. Two, if he does change, it's not going to be there in Chicago. He's just trying to do too much. O-line's not really helping him out either. I do like what you said, Phil. This is a do-or-die game for him. Like, if he can go out there and win this game, regardless of y'all being one and three, that's like, all right, you bought yourself. Oh, Chicago, Chicago fans, they will flip the script and be like, oh, my God, we're back. Exactly, Justin exactly. I think we got, we got our guy. Justin yeah, Fields like, might need to throw a touchdown, run a touchdown, return a punt, and kick a field goal just for him to keep his job this season. Gosh. Um, on the other side of things, all the, all the it's not like the Broncos are doing much better. It just comes to the fact that I think Sean Payton – with the veteranism of Sean Payton and the veteranism of Russell Wilson, this is a game where they can just kind of like hone it in, win a very boring game, and just completely control it. That's how I, I just think that that's the difference here. The only way I can see the Bears winning is if like they're going to need two oh shit plays, like a fumble recovery on d- defense or like a pick six, a, a deep ball home run or touchdown going into the half. Like the only way I see the Bears winning this game is with two oh shit plays. And so far, we haven't seen one, all right, okay, that was a good play. <laughs> They're going to need to bring it. But I'm going to take I'm gonna take Broncos minus two and a half. Zach Walsh? Yeah, the way I kind of look at this game is just who wants to win? Like, who just wants to go out there and play a football game? Um, thus far, look, for the Broncos, it seems like their entire season thus far has just been a complete 180 of what it was last year. Last year, you had an amazing defense and your offense, just couldn't put it together behind Hackett. And this year, it seems like your defense just forgot how to tackle, I guess. I don't know what happened in the offseason, but they just completely lost the ability to play defense, whereas Russell Wilson is finally back in stride and playing like his normal self. Sucks to see, considering that Russell Wilson has one of the worst records I've ever seen since changing teams considering how much success he had and the trade that they had to make in order to get Russell Wilson. But it's not the same difficulties or nearly as bad as what the Bears are facing right now. It seems like there's just complete coaching ineptitude right now going on within the Bears organization, all the way from management to the coaching staff. I mean, you have Alan Williams who resigned and you had all these reports about child pornography for whatever reason. So I don't know what the hell. was alleged. What are you rooting for, Phil? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you rooting for? Let's take it easy. Yeah, okay. alleged, whatever. Regardless, he's not coaching on Sunday. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think it'd be pretty difficult to be a defensive coordinator. I don't see P word out like that, okay? Yeah, all right. <laughs> take it easy now. 
He's got yeah. a family. They're more than a team. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you another CP word to work with. How about they can't play? They just said, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, the- uh, all right, listen, listen, yeah, look, look, you got all it. I'm saying is it's hard enough to play as a defensive coordinator or it's hard enough to coach as a defensive coordinator. It's even harder when you have one week to learn how to be a defensive coordinator. So whoever they have stepping into the interim role, best of luck to you. Cause you're playing a pretty stout offense. Jerry Judy is, a weaker move from his injury. I know he played some last week, but he wasn't as healthy as he should have been. Now he's at full health. They have Javante Williams. They also have Cortland Sutton. They have the weapons to put up points. It's all about can their defense make stops. Not that hard to make stops when you're facing an offense that doesn't even want to score. So pick pick your poison here. Uh, I think the safer bet is to take the Broncos in this one. I do hope the Bears are somehow able to turn it around. When I look at Justin Fields, I'll, I'll end my point on this. Look, when I look at Justin Fields... And you look at how he used to play in college. He used to play with so much confidence in college. Like it was unbelievable to see the way that he would just put the team on his back at Ohio state. Now it just seems like whatever they're trying to coach him for the Chicago bears just completely goes against the type of player he is. I just don't think the system really fits him. There are times where I wish he wish he would roll out of the pocket and just take off running and he doesn't. And then there's other times where I'm like, dude, take off and run. And he sits there for six seconds. I just feel like the game plan isn't really what's meant to be for him. And he's still trying to find the right footing within the bears organization. Look, I respect the move to bring in DJ Moore. You try to give him more weapons, given the lack of market for your offensive line. But at the same time, if you don't have an O-line, who cares what weapons you bring in? So look, there's a lot of things to fix here. Also to note, the bears only have, I think one sack this season, one compared to last year's 20. So if you're not even making an impact on the defensive side of the ball, it's not going to help you if you're always getting the ball on offense within your own 25 yard line. So yeah, give, give me the Broncos. And unless we, we've, we've spent too much time on this game already. Let's just say that, but I will say one, <laughs> one last thing. It'll be, it, it's over 340 days since the last time a bear, the bears won a game, just a game, almost a whole calendar year. So I think this Sunday that changes, I will be there. All right, let's go. Let's move on. This is that's oh, enough. One more bear thing. <laughs> one more bear. No, thing. we're done. We're Did y'all see the video of uh, Justin Fields getting mollywopped, and then he's like completely out of it, and like no one says anything, and DJ Morris to grab him and walk him to the sideline. Like, player. yeah, he's Locker. like, yeah, you're not. your coaches, Locker. your coaches were definitely like, all right, one more, I can't play anymore. So, <laughs> oh no, the, no, the, the, I, one more, we get Caleb. Yeah. No, yeah, some like, some people are saying the coaches are like, hey, let's just keep him in. He's, no. He's, no one said anything. DJ uh, Moore really picked him up and walked All right, Ra- Ravens no, and Browns. Phil, Phil. Like, Cleveland minus three and a half. <laughs> all I'm saying is, Phil, show up with cleats and a mouth guard. I may pick you up in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> God, right. Put me in, coach. All, all right. right, next game, another one o'clock slate. We have a little rivalry game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. This game, like I said, 1 o'clock. I believe Cleveland is the favorite. Yes, Cleveland's the favorite. Minus three going into this game. You know, both quarterbacks, to me, still haven't really found their comfortability and, like, found their their footing yet. At least passing-wise, Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns for an interception. He's also their leading rusher. Um, You know, Zay Flowers looking very promising. The kids showed that he's a dog. Um, You know, them losing their running back, it's starting to hurt, and I feel like Lamar Jackson's having to try to do too much and try to be the whole offense. On the other side of things, 
I've been saying it this whole time. I still believe it. I don't know why they gave Deshaun Watson this much money. He hasn't done anything to prove that he's worth it. It The one thing that does help in his favor, though, is he has found his favorite target, which is Amari Cooper. So at least they have some comfortability that even though if Deshaun Watson's sucking ass, he can just throw it to one guy he likes. Um, but we're really going to see what it's like with them not having Nick Chubb. And I believe Kareem Hunt is still not playing, too. So I don't know who they're – who is their running back coming in for him? Uh, Jerome Ford. Yeah, so that's a – he's not Nick Chubb. So it's going to be I – mean, hey, hey, last two games in fantasy, 24 points, 19 points. He's been so killing it. He's been killing put, it. Putting up numbers. I do think the, the Ravens are a better team, but I think the Browns are going to win with it being at home as well as the D-line of the Browns are just going to give so much problems to Lamar Jackson. And with Lamar having to be the leading passer and rusher, if you can control him, the offense kind of dies around him. That's the only issue about having a guy like Lamar is that when he's hot, everyone's hot, but when he's cold, everyone around him is cold. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Browns minus three. Yeah. Looking at this game, you know, I'm still a firm believer that defense wins championships. And right now the Cleveland Browns defense is playing lights out led by miles Garrett. I mean, they have one of the most ferocious defensive lines in the entire NFL right now. I just don't see a way the Ravens can scheme any type of, pass blocking that would kind of stop this you saw the titans try to literally follow miles garrett with two tight ends and he literally just was running suicides uh for the that entire play so if you want to try to do that by all means go for it you may get 36 delayed game penalties but by all means if it prevents lamar from shattering a leg i'm all for it do what you have to do save your prize possession quarterback your former mvp but look Baltimore has made some good strides this season. I feel like they've kind of gone under the radar with all the current headlines in the NFL. Look, we all know the headlines. It's either they're talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, or they are talking about the Dallas Cowboys. That is the only thing you're hearing in the news right now, and that's all you will ever hear for the end of the year, unless Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift break up. So No, then you'll still hear it. You'll you'll still hear yeah, it. exactly. You'll hear it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, hear it. you'll hear it more until the album drops, and then it's all over. And then, and then the NFL will just – I, I guess just end. I feel like that that's their final chapter, um, I guess. But the Ravens have made some impressive strides this season, you know, picking up Zay Flowers in the draft. I feel like that was a huge addition for them. Mark Andrews is getting a little older with age, but he still proved that he's got it when he needs to, you know, they can still look to him when they need points. Um, you know, I, they've always had difficulty with keeping their running backs healthy, but I don't even think a run game is going to be that important in this. You're not going to be able to run the ball that effectively against this Browns D line. Um, so you're going to take the Browns in this. I just think they're probably going to be able to get it going a little bit more. I do like what the Ravens have to show for on defense with guys like Kyle Hamilton and Patrick Queen, who have been playing pretty good this year. Um, they should be able to kind of keep Deshaun in check without Nick Chubb. But like Grayson said earlier, Amari Cooper has proven to be his number one target and he is going to get open. Like he, he finds a way to get some points. So that's how I have the game going down. Go Hobbs. Yeah, I'll make this quick, boys. I think this is going to come down to coaching. I mean, it's a divisional divisional game. I mean, you have Kevin Stefanski and John Harbaugh. Uh, I just don't see John Harbaugh losing two games in a row. I mean, they lost to the Colts last week, right? The Colts yeah. beat them. Yeah. yeah, it was like a yeah, it was a buzzer beater or a field yeah. goal from Matt Gay, right? I just Gardner, I think Lamar. I think what do you say, Zach? Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, he's a stud. He's, he's good for Bears. He he's is the boy. <laughs> But listen, I think I I just think Lamar uh won't won't lose two games in a row. I know I know it's in Cleveland, but I would take 
Baltimore with the points, and uh, I think they come out to win. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We have another 1 o'clock slated game for you. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Houston, Texas to play the Texans. Pittsburgh coming in at a minus three favorite. Zach Watts, start us off on this one. Dear God, whatever you do, Texans, I don't care if you lose by 200 points. If you somehow find a way to get C.J. Stroud injured because T.J. Watt bends him over and molests him on the football field on national television, I will personally drive down to Houston and murder your entire front office. Drive up. Wherever. Drive west. Wherever. Drive up to Houston. I will I will swim through the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I, I, Cross I will, the border? Yeah, I will just get there by whatever means necessary uh, to put a stop to this. Look, this year doesn't really matter. You had no playoff expectations. You had no dreams of becoming a sudden Super Bowl-level team. You drafted your star quarterback and quarterback of the future. He's played like that through your first three weeks. You know what you've gotten out of him. Now just keep him healthy. We saw what the Bengals have done in years past. Oh, my God, Joe Burrow's our guard. Gets his knee absolutely sent off the face of the earth. Don't do the same thing. Do not make the same mistake. I'm sorry. I can't stand to see it. And I won't stand for it if it does happen. Texans should lose this game, in my opinion. I just think the Steelers' front seven is disgusting. TJ Watt, by the way, is the best defensive player in the league right now. I will stand on that. J- his brother, J.J. Watt, should know a thing or two because he was one- he was once for a long time the best defensive player in the league. So something runs in them Watt jeans, and I should I've heard, know. I've heard of him before. I, I share, I've I heard share of him four before. letters of the same last name, so it it runs close to heart, as as I would as I would say. Hey, know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two, baby. Yeah, they I know the fl- they don't have a flow of views like you though. Yeah, yeah, they don't got they don't got that plural. I, I'm more of a plural guy. I, they're they're more of a singularity. But regardless, him being a singular variable in this game, the dependent variable, he is the one and only. So he will make his mark known on this game. He's probably going to pick up two, three sacks for all we know. Give me the Steelers in this with the points. I just think it's going to be a route. Regardless of how well or terrible, excuse me, they play on offense. I'm not a big believer in Kenny Pickett or George Pickens for that matter. But regardless, defense wins championships. Defense is going to win them this game. Go Hobbs. Listen, boys, there's there's three coaches in this league that I, I stay away from to bet against. It's Mike Tomlin. Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. I just can't see myself going against the Steelers versus a Texans team that has a you know a rookie quarterback still still moving along. And like you said, they got TJ Watt. That guy is a game wrecker. Uh, although it is in Houston, I I like the Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's gonna be. I think Kenny Pickett's gonna throw the ball. I know they have a couple wide receivers injured. Am I correct? Is that correct? <clears throat> But Let me check at their injury. Allen Robinson's the only one injured. And Darnell Washington, tight end. He's more of like a, a left tackle, Darnell Washington, no? I don't know. I'm just reading you what I'm reading. Darnell, they... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like I like the Steelers. Yeah, but I, think, also... I do think it's going to be close, though. I think it's going to be close. I'm also going to take the Steelers. Um, my biggest problem is, is I hate Steeler fans. So when, once the Steelers go 3-1, and one, my social media is just going to be so annoying. Um, not a big Steelers fans kind of guy. Do I do like their defense though? They're a team that we were just talking about, like the Broncos last year, where they were all defense, no offense. It's kind of what we're seeing from this. 
Kenny Pickett's not really doing much. I have George Pickens on fantasy, and he's starting to be the favorite receiver, which is nice. Um, Najee Harris, dude. So much promise coming out of Alabama, and he hasn't done shit in the NFL. And there's only so much yeah. it's your O-line we can blame, in my opinion. Well, I will say this in his defense. Last year, he was the leading rusher by volume. Like, he just got the ball the most. I think, like, here's the problem. When Kenny Pickett has no threat of a deep ball, you don't yeah. really need to run two safeties all game. Like, the, what is he going to do? He's going to swing it with his five-inch hands, with his double gloves. By the way, by the way, least – I don't care what anyone says – the least threatening thing you can do on a football field is wear two gloves as a quarterback. I, I cannot respect you as a quarterback if you wear two gloves. I don't know why. When I see it visually, like if I were a scout and I saw that, I'd be like, can't draft him. Sorry. He wears two gloves. It's not for me. Like at least, it, like, you know what? We're just going to leave it at that. We're, we're, <laughs> it's like the visor thing. You've never seen a, a – uh... A player or a quarterback with a visor win a Super Bowl. It's like, what about yeah. you ever seen a quarterback wear two gloves win a Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just gonna, we're just going to end it there. I'm going to take Steelers minus three. Our next game is another toilet bowl between the Minnesota Vikings coming in at 0 3 versus the Carolina Panthers coming in at 0 3. This game is in Carolina at, and it is, nope, not our last one o'clock game. Still got more. One o'clock on Fox. Minnesota's a minus four. Phil Hobbs, lead us off, baby. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, this is another game where it's like, all right, you have Kirk Cousins, who is on the last year of his contract, right? I think I think that's correct. Uh, it's like, all right, if they if they lose this game, do you trade him after this game? I because I think you do, and I think with Andy Dalton playing QB, uh, I like the Panthers in this game. I really do. I mean, I don't see how Kirk Cousins, if he if he keeps playing like the way he's been playing, uh, I don't know. He hasn't been playing that bad, dude. He has a thousand yards, nine touchdowns, and two picks. Yeah, no, he's playing very, he's playing very well. Yeah, <laughs> the ball a lot. Yeah, so time stamp this, okay? Panthers. Yeah, it's really Panthers, good. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, <laughs> the Promised Land. Okay. Um, look, I don't trust any guy with red pubes to lead my team. That's all I'm saying. Um, but look, I if you were Sorry, to take Michael Abraham, yeah. Uh, if I'm looking at these teams, the Vikings aren't playing like an 0-3 team, though. They've been in pretty much every game they've played thus far. They're an extremely talented squad. They just have the Vikings curse, and that is living in Minnesota. Like, you just – you can't you can't win that way. There's just – it's not humanly possible. Even even prime Randy Moss didn't want to stay in Minnesota. So, take with that what you will. Regardless, though, I just don't think the Panthers are a complete team. Ever since they let go of Christian McCaffrey, they've been in a constant state of rebuild, and they have yet to show any strides of making it towards a competent team, for that matter. Look, Andy Dalton is a completely perfect quarterback to have in order to save a guy like Bryce Young, because it's like, hey, we can still put this guy in and maybe win a game or two or keep the fans in the seats at least to make games entertaining. But at the same time, you know, it'll you'll still play bad enough to where you'll get a good draft pick. As for the Vikings, Phil, I completely agree with what you say. If they lose this game, you have to trade Kirk Cousins for draft picks and just it's wait the on the right game. thing to do. It is. I mean, I, I would do it if I was a fan. Like if, if yeah. I was a fan, I would I would be rooting for that. I mean, yeah. no matter how good Kirk Cousins is playing, I don't care. If they go 0 and 4, it's like, all right, it's it's time. Like we thought this guy could bring us to the Super Bowl at one point in in our time, and he hasn't delivered. So 
Yeah, but I it's also just, think like look, like I'm not the Alex Smith thing. He, yeah, I mean, I'm not a Kirk Cousins dick rider, but I also think in the aspect of it too, it's not really like giving up on Kirk. It's more on like accepting the rebuild. Like exactly. it's, it's not like oh Kirk sucks, we don't want Kirk. No, it's like let Kirk go blossom and and get into a system that's going to fit him better. We'll take the fact that we're not going to be there for the next two to three years, and we're going to get picks to rebuild. I don't think yeah. you can just throw it on Kirk Cousins. I mean, he is, he's playing great. And if I was the Jets, I would I would want Kirk Cousins on my team. Why not? I mean, no. I why, why would they sign him? They still have Aaron, bro. You you could definitely sign Kirk for a year, though. Yeah, yeah you could. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, this, he's at the end of the contract. If you want to win now, if you're the if you're a Jets fan or a Jets owner, and you're like, we have the, the the pieces, let's not waste our our talent on this team. We just signed Dalvin Cook. We just you know, it's like we just signed Randall Cobb. He's a stud. <laughs> he's won a Super Bowl before. He's got. Yeah. I'm gonna also go. I'm gonna also take the Vi- I'm gonna take the Vikings minus four. Um, I just think that they are a better team. Yeah. The problem is, here's one more thing that people have to think about. There are a lot of players on the Vikings that if they do go into tank mode, they are not gonna want to resign. Yeah. And I'm looking at you, Justin. I know you are not gonna want to sit through your prime on a dog shit squad. Nor do you want to have to have a rookie who hasn't even proven himself come in and expect him to get you the ball consistently, despite what all his like talent level says or not, he's still a rookie. You don't know what exactly. you're gonna get out of him. That's like how it was. I mean, even this year or last year, if you're a team like the Panthers, the Broncos, or or you know, of course the Bears as well, you don't have a star wide receiver like Justin Jefferson on your team who when you know you're tanking, you have this stud who's just wasting his a, a year or two on like who's in his prime of his career. It's like, okay, it's kind of tough to, you know, respect that as a player if you're on that team. So it, your Vikings are in a tough situation. Yeah. Our next game, one o'clock game on Fox. This game's an even game. There's no one that's favorite between the Los Angeles Rams and the Indianapolis Colts. I feel like the Rams are playing good but bad at the same time, if that makes any sense at all. Um, honestly, I would say the same for both of these teams. I would say that there was not really expectations for the Rams, and they're playing a little bit better than we thought those expectations were. And same for the Colts. We were like, oh, the Colts are going to suck. And it's like, they don't suck that bad. Um, Matthew Stafford's definitely on his last legs in his football career. He's kind of he's like one of those like old – he's like an old feller. You're like, all right, we're gonna He's let got you, an arm though. We're gonna let you run around the park one more time and then uh take him out back, you know. <laughs> but um I know, he can still throw the ball. Yeah, but he's old, he's not really there anymore. I mean, Kyron Williams, by the way, that kid's a dog. He's really stepped up big time because of the running game. And they got weird receivers balling out, like Tutu Atwell, who I got on my team. And this and Nakua, how do you say it? Yeah, that guy too. It's just like, I mean, it's it's weird. They are severely missing. Cooper Cup. On the other side of things, Gar- Gardner Minshew is the most frat quarterback in the NFL. He's an absolute dog. Michael Pittman Jr. definitely solidified himself as the number one, and Gardner likes him a lot, and Grayson likes that a lot because he has Michael Pittman Jr. Um, overall, I'm going to actually take Indianapolis. I think this little bit of Minshew magic is going to keep riding for a little bit. I don't think it's going to last the whole season. I think he's kind of got that like Fitz magic curse where he's going to give you four games of everything he's got, but I am going to take uh, Indianapolis winning this game. Well, considering that Gardner Minshew is not playing in this I was going to say. Anthony Richardson? AR-15 is starting. Oh, shit. Then I don't know. 
AR fifteen yeah. is that guy. I've been trying to trade for him. In he's fantasy. still on the on the injury report. That's why I thought he wasn't playing. Yeah, no, he's listed questionable, but he is practice in both practices. Yeah, he practiced today. Yeah, so scheduled to come back. I'm still um, rocking with the Colts. Yeah, I'm not. Look, the way I kind of look at this game is these are both preseason teams that you viewed as like bad or average, and they're just playing slightly above expectations. So we're like, Grayson, you were looking at them and you were like, they're playing good but bad. No, they're playing good. They're just bad. Like when they're doing what they're when they're doing what they're supposed to, they look like bad. Like that's just what it is. But the problem is, is they've been able to string things together thus far to kind of help them out. Look. You look at the Rams, the reason why kind of they were so bad last year is you had Matthew Stafford who was dealing with his injury and Aaron Donald didn't really play that much. And you bring Aaron Donald back, he kind of helps you out just a, just a wee bit, just a wee bit. And as for the Colts, you know, you've kind of been kind of a shocker this year. You know, no one really knew what Anthony Richardson would be like as a starting quarterback. You know, everyone had these question marks and, you know, negative aspects about them saying like, oh, he needs to improve this, 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 this. Well, he's making slight improvements. And I kind of like the I kind of like the way they're using them. You know, they're allowing him to make mistakes, you know, maybe avoid the mistake of trying to go head on with a linebacker because that may not work at the professional level. You may have CTE in two years time. So let's work away from getting our head hit. All the other mistakes, though, you can keep making them. You can make them now. This is your year where you could literally pull a Peyton Manning and throw 30 interceptions and you will still be the starter next year as long as you show some signs of promise. And thus far, he has shown signs of promise. He's played exceptionally well. He's been the true dual threat that they envisioned him to be. They just need to give him a little time and hopefully put a solid squad around him. As Back to the Rams, look, you found a perfect replacement for Cooper Cup since he's been gone. Uh, Puka Nakua has been playing fantastic. Grayson, you brought Kyron Williams as well and how well he has stepped up in the backfield, kind of taking over for what Cam Akers was envisioned to be. Um, they have... I'm not going to say a solid defense. They have a good D line weak, little weak secondary and their offense has the weapons it takes, but they also have a coordinator and coach and Sean McVay that is going to scheme them in the right directions. If you just look at this game on paper, I'm going to take the Rams and I like, that's just what I'm going to do. It is a pick game. And I think the odds reflect that quite truly. Like the, any team could win this. It, we just don't know what type of team we're going to get. Are we going to get the teams that we've seen thus far that are playing exceptionally well? Or are we going to get the teams that we expected of them come preseason time? We don't know. But based off what I know, I'm going to lean more towards the Rams. Zach, I'm with you. I think, I mean, this this is the NFL. I mean, it goes back and forth. I mean, like you said, the line is even. Uh, I like the Rams. I think Matthew Stafford still has it, has it in him to be a great starting quarterback in the NFL for, I'd say, four to five more years, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Uh I mean, they did almost. They just beat. They almost just beat the Bengals. They should have. Honestly, I believe they should have won that game. I mean, Atwell was in balance, bro. That was bullshit. Uh, they should have won. I mean, that the defense was not playing the way whoever had that scheme going. They did not rush enough players against Joe Burrow. I mean, if they do that against the Colts, they will lose. I mean, because Joe Burrow could barely even sit in the pocket back there, and they weren't even sending. They were sending you know three, four guys against Joe Burrow on a on a bad calf. Uh, but I like the Rams. I think they're going to hit their win total this year, and I think this is a game that they do that. I mean, it's a team that's still young. And like you said, it would. I think it would be different if Gardner was in, but it is against Anthony Richardson, who is a rookie quarterback, and I think Sean, Sean McVay is going to open that up for him to get the W. 
our next game, <clears throat> another one o'clock game on Fox. A little good in the in the <clears throat> divisional rivalry between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. New Orleans coming in at a minus three favorite. I do think Carr is not playing this game, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Nah, he's okay. not. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, it's James Winston. Yeah, Zach, how about you start us off and let us know what you think James is going to do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, but before I get into James Winston, I do want to talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, look, this is a team where everyone thought since they lost the GOAT, they would severely decline. And that, quite frankly, has not been the case thus far. Baker has stepped into a – like. I'm not going to say a difficult position, but he was kind of thrown in there, kind of just like, hey, you're the replacement. We know we're not going to do as good. Go for it. And Baker performs at his best when the expectations are the lowest. The only time Baker has a problem is when you start putting expectations on him. He, I I don't know the analogy for it. It'll probably come to me later in the pod, so I'll save that. But Baker's been playing exceptionally well. He's put the Bucks in a position to not only meet their win total, they could potentially make the playoffs by winning this conference. This conference, or this division, excuse me, is up for grabs. Um, now, look, am I going to say they're one of the top Galbert teams that's going to compete with a team like the 49ers or the Eagles? No. But they do have a chance to at least make the playoffs. Their team is extremely talented. Look, they kept it fairly close with the Eagles for a good portion of time. They just weren't able to establish a run game, but who could? Like, who can? The Eagles are just playing out of their minds. As for the Saints, you're without Derek Carr, but you knew what you were getting out of Derek Carr. Like, he was the same quarterback he was on the Raiders. I don't really see him being like a Super Bowl contending quarterback. I don't really understand the method of really bringing him in and revolutionizing your franchise there in New Orleans. But what I do think you have in Jameis Winston is unpredictability. Whether it be crab legs, interceptions, or touchdowns, he could put any one of those on the board. So, Amen. Uh, yeah, amen to that, brother. Uh, I am always going to be a James Winston fan as a Florida State alumni and just a pure class act on and off the field and being probably the fun – like, un – like, he's the funniest player unintentionally. Yeah. Like, everything he does is just pure comedy. Um, He walks as if he has, like, a hip defect. I don't know what's up with him. Um, but regardless, it's so entertaining to watch. He may throw five interceptions, but he's probably going to throw six touchdowns too. So I, I would love that. My biggest question mark heading into this game, and this is more so because of my fantasy, is is Mike Evans finally going to get over the hump against Marshawn Lattimore? He has been shut down every single time he plays that man. That man is quite literally his daddy, and he has nothing to say for it. He just gets spanked every time. Hey, if you want to make all the fans day, you got a fist fight. For one game, for one game a year, you're allowed to fight one dude. That'd be my one NFL proposal. And they should just they don't even do a coin toss. They just let Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore just beat the shit out of each other. And then whoever wins that, they get to decide if they want to kick or defer. And to be honest, I'm gonna take Mike Evans in that fight. Yeah. I'm, being I, I'm gonna take Big Mike. Because uh Big Mike's that guy. He just doesn't happen to be that guy on the field uh when he's playing Marshawn Lattimore lined up against him. So I am gonna take the Bucks in this game, surprisingly. Um I do think this is a game they not only win, but let everyone else know in the division, if you want to win the NFC South, you got to go through us still, Tom Brady or not. That was hard, Zach. That you're, was hard. You're awesome. Listen, there's, I love, I'm a Jameis Winston fan as well, but there's one name you guys forgot to mention, and that's Alvin Kamara. He's you said back. you guys, I haven't even gone yet. <laughs> Well, you, I knew you weren't going to say his name either. You're probably you're going to jerk off the Buccaneers. So I'm I'm on the Saints this game. Alvin Kamara's back, Tennessee Volunteer alum, 
And guess what? The Eagles did play. They did play the Eagles close. But guess who also they played close? The Chicago Bears. The Buccaneers could could easily be zero and three this year. Versus, they they barely beat the Vikings. They barely they barely beat the the, the Bears. Yeah, uh, should have water. <laughs> I like the Saints in the Superdome, the Caesars Palace Superdome. Uh, I think Jameis. Jam- this is this is this is it. I mean this this game could solidify his. It's a revenge game as well. This is a revenge game for Jameis Winston versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that he dra- that, that drafted him. They let him go. Now they have Baker Mayfield, which I also am a Baker Mayfield fan, but I like the Saints with the points and the over. I like the over as well. I think all Mike right, Evans. So two things, two things, Phil. Um, first of all, uh, first of all, you can say they barely won, but we can talk about real life, and one of our teams is 0-3 and the other team is it. Okay. <laughs> barely or not. And the second thing is, Phil, is you know what they say when you assume is that you make an ass out of you and me. Because if you were to let me speak, I was going to state that Alvin Kamara was coming back. And I was also going to state that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a horrible time winning in New Orleans. Therefore, I was also going to take the Saints minus three. But just because you pissed me off, Phil, I'm going to ride the Bucs plus three. I'm a guest here. You tried to act like – this, this is mad treat- that you know shit when your team hasn't even won a fucking game. So oh, hey, this is how you treat guests. Just because, just because one of them is going to somehow listen to this pod and be like, fuck that Phil guy, we're going to win. So this give me the Bucks plus three. This isn't yeah. how you treat guests, okay? Is it? Is it? Who knows? We. Yeah. I, I've said, I, like, hey, look, I'm not I'm not saying we've treated guests worse, but I, I'd, say, I'd say you've gotten off pretty, pretty light. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Coming in is our second to last one o'clock game. I hate how all, so many games are played at one o'clock. We have the Washington Redskins going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. The Eagles come in at a minus nine favorite. Phil Hobbs, start us off with this one, man. Oh, boy. Boys, listen. The Commanders, Eagles. I think the Eagles beat the bricks off the, the off this team. I really do. Yeah. I, I don't think their defense is as good as they say. I think Chase Young is still trying to – you know, trying to cook up and get get heated up. He, I mean, he's still he's still a little rusty for being out of the league for for was it been a year and a half, almost two years he's been out. Is that correct? I don't know. At least a season. But, yeah, I think the Eagles keep going with the run game. I know they it's been tough. I mean, their offense coordinator to left, so I I get why it's been rough for the Eagles to to start off the season. I mean, that that happens to a lot of teams. Uh, but I do think they cover the nine points. I really do. I mean, it's in Lincoln Financial. It's in the it's in you know Philadelphia. I mean, this is revenge. This is a revenge game for Jalen Hurts as well. Remember, you guys remember the last time he he played the, the the Commanders? No, he almost got killed by the the stadium, the FedEx Field Stadium. Oh, that's right. Remember that, remember that thing that fell, almost fell on, almost. So they're saying this is about Jalen Hurts versus the stadium. Him and the that's stadium. what I'm saying. I mean, I wish it was in FedEx Field. Then it would be it would be it would be a lock. But. I mean, it's in it's in Lincoln, it's in it's in PA, but I do think they cover. I think Sam Howell is not as good as they say. Uh, I mean, he's got five interceptions already on the season, and that that D line that the Eagles have is it's insane. Yeah, I think the yeah. Eagles right now are the best team in the NFL. I think at least right now, I think them and the 49ers are showing me the most promise. Um, what I'm also going to say is, you know, I was talking earlier. This is Ohio State quarterback curse. Well, the little brother disease is the UNC quarterback curse because I can't name you one kid from UNC that's done well, at least in my time of being alive, in the NFL. It happens all the time, and Sam Howell's proven that again. 
The only thing is I am <clears throat> somewhat a Ron Rivera dick rider. I like Ron a lot. I think he's a good coach and he's a good leader of men. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, but I just don't think that the team that's going to take the first loss from the Eagles this season is one going to happen at home and two, it's going to be the Redskins. I just don't see that happening. I don't see what they're going to do that brings to the table. Like it's kind of one of those things that's like, if the Redskins want to run the ball all day, the front seven of the, of the Eagles are going to shut it down. If Sam Howell wants to throw the ball and sling it, the DBs and Darius Slay and the pass pressure is going to get to him. And on offense, they're not shutting down whatever the fuck Jalen Hurts is going to do. So there's no way they're going to go drive for drive, play for play with the Eagles. I'm just going to take the Eagles and I'm on, I'm just going to take Eagles money line. I'm not going to touch the minus nine, but I do think the Eagles are going to beat the bricks off of them. Yeah. Look, the way I kind of view this game is the only reason I even give the commanders a resemblance of a chance in this is just because they are both NFC East rivals. Like that's all it is. Um, There's always one game a year where the like dominant team just always slips up. And, you know, you look, you look to even last week, Cowboys were what 11, 12 point favorites against the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs and his bald head just put a goose egg on him. So um, shout out Josh Dobbs, by the yeah. way. I wanted to just get like a piece of cheese and just smack it on his head. Yeah. I was thinking more like, <laughs> like hoof whip. Yeah. I got, I got no comment. I got no comment. Yeah. <laughs> no, we know what you want to put on his head, Phil. He's got, al- <laughs> got alopecia. What's the, he's got the disease. He's got a alopecia. alopecia. I forgot what, what's it called? Alopecia. alopecia. You know what it is? Alopecia. Alpacas. <laughs> Leave a comment down below on the YouTube. I forgot what it's called. But he's it's got a real, the, real, real problem Jada. around this he's got world. The Jada Smith. He's got the Jada Smith going on. Um, Regardless, back to the game. <laughs> the uh, uh, regardless, um, back to the game at hand. You know, I'm in agreement with Phil. I just don't think Sam – or Grayson, excuse me. I don't think Sam Howell is that guy. Um, You know, I was looking at – UNC players in the NFL and the only other quarterback I was able to find was uh Mitch Kissin Titties Trubisky. Um, and contrary to popular belief, he's not that good of an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah. <laughs> but 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 he is one of the few MVPs. Um, so he he can always hold MVP. that. Yeah, he can hold that over everyone's head, you know, because not everyone gets to play and be the Nickelodeon MVP, which by the way, he didn't even play good in that game. He won it strictly because of the meme. Like yeah, he, no, yeah. He only got voted against the meme. They don't even allow that anymore. Yeah, they banned it. They literally were just like, uh, it's over. They were like, they're like, we gotta, we can't do player votes anymore. Because <laughs> Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott threw like four interceptions at one game and was he like, didn't want it. <laughs> no, he didn't win it. He didn't win it, but he no. won a, he won the, the, the amount of votes to win, but they didn't give it to him. Yeah, because they gave it to the winning team. Yeah. They were they yes. changed midway through. They were like, they're like, stop the count, stop the count. <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally. They're like that. They're like, we can't give it. They're like, they're like, they're, we're ruining, we're ruining the integrity of the the award. That's All right, guys, we're... look, we got five games left. Let's try to power through these real quick. Our last one, one o'clock game. We have the Cincinnati Bengals coming in off of a, a big win this past Monday, going to Tennessee to play the Titans. Cincinnati comes in at a minus two point five favorite. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna take the Titans in this one, and it might sound weird. I don't know what you guys are feeling on this. The Bengals should not have won that game. And it kind of felt like, you know, Joe Burrow came back. It's their whiteout game in Cincinnati. Like, all these things are going in their favor. Tutu Atwell, who's on my fantasy team, was not out of bounds. Like, that was a touchdown that didn't get called. Um, Do I think the Bengals are horrible? No. I do think their O-line is really bad. I think 
since Joe's hurt, he can't use as much. He can't get out of as much danger as he's usually able to. And I think that's starting to hurt their team. I think Ryan Tannehill sucks. He's not that guy, but they're able to they're able to move the ball around enough. I would also like to see a little more production from D Hop. I actually traded him in one league because he just isn't doing anything. I just think it comes down to the fact that, you know, I don't see I don't think the Bengals are that good of a team and winning in Tennessee is hard. Yeah. I agree. Look, when I look at both of these teams, I just can't help but think that I don't give a shit. But <laughs> yeah. plain yeah. and simple, like um, if Jamar Chase isn't grittying in the end zone and Joe Burrow isn't posting thirst traps for the NFL to glaze over, um, what 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 are the Bengals even good for at this point? And right now, Travis Kelsey's kind of taking over the white boy glaze role of the NFL. Yeah. You know, every year, every year we have a hierarchy of white boy glazing. You know, in in twenty. Last year we had Joe Burrow. The year Joe before, Burr. yeah. The year before we had Cooper Cup, just because he had his triple crown. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, year before Tom Brady, twenty nineteen. Couldn't tell you. The year before Baker Mayfield, Baker though. Mayfield. Yeah, yeah so, anything. Uh, uh, I think twenty nineteen may have been actually Perk Cousins. If if oh, I'm not it could have been. It could have been Perk Cousins. Yeah, it could be Perk Cousins. So you know, we're noticing the trend of the white boy glaze. Now we're on to Travis Kelsey. So we've at least moved beyond the quarterback role. Of things because I can't think of a, I oh, I mean technically twenty twenty could have been Herbert, yeah. Actually. You could have also said last year was a little bit of T J Watt, yeah. But I'm thinking more like quarterback. I feel like the quarterback is like the glaze. Yeah, they glaze most. Yeah. Um. I mean, fifty percent of Patrick Mahomes in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. <laughs> you know, he fit, he kind of fits the white boy narrative there. But regardless, um. I don't care about this game. Derrick Henry's not performing either. Mike Rabel just kind of always ends up in some podcast where he gets clipped for content to make the Titans somewhat relevant. Yeah. Um, couldn't name me a single person uh, on their defense, if I'm being honest. Like, just don't care to really follow that team at all. It's the AFC South. It's a shit division. And this is not a good team right now. Just saying. Um, if I had a gun to my head to pick a winner or loser, I would just say, shoot me because I'm not going to be watching anyway. So there you go. Bill Hobbs. Yeah, boys, listen, if this was a, if this was week 11, 12 or 13, I think it's, it would be an easy pick said and done. Bang was win, but listen, it's what week, week four. Now I think the Titans, I don't know if the Titans win, but I think they cover the spread, which is two and a half points. Uh, like I said, Mike Vrabel is the head coach and as that is a coach that I don't bet against. Uh, yeah, it's week four. It's not week 12. I think the Titans Titans either win or cover. Fair enough. Facts, okay. cash money. We're finally moving on from the one o'clock games. Four games left. We have the uh, oh, I'm gonna say new, uh, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the LA Chargers. Chargers coming in at a minus five this game, 4 05 p.m. on CBS. Zach Watts, start us off. Um, personally, I think no happiness should come to anyone that lives in the city of Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, both of the, these fan bases get what they deserve on one end of things with the Raiders. Um, you literally have fans on Twitter becoming popular because after watching for like what, 40 plus years, they've decided that they would rather never watch a Raiders game again. So long as Josh McDaniels is the coach. Also, you have Chandler Jones going through probably one of the most severe CTE instances i've ever seen on social media um what the hell was that dude is saying that josh mcdaniels played a role in the death of aaron hernandez what what is going on that's what is happening what is happening 
Like the whole I, Jones I, Brotherhood is just cursed. Yeah, just weird. Shit. So like weird. That. Like their family reunion's got to be worse than that. It'd one be terrifying. No, 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 it's got to be worse than that one episode of um the bear where they have their Christmas party. It's yeah. got to be. I just imagine you just walk into the living room and you're either getting speared by Chandler Jones or or John Jones is like, let me show you some oblique kick. Um, regardless, you look over at the Charger side of things. You have an amazing quarterback in Justin Herbert. You got an amazing running back in Austin Eckler. You got an amazing wide receiver in Keenan Allen. You have tons of playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And you are plagued by a head coach that only knows how to run zone defense. Why? Why? How many times do I have to watch a Chargers game where it's like, oh, uh, Austin Eckler has 200 all-purpose yards and Trevor, or not Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Herbert has thrown for 400 yards and they lose 54 to 51 in last second fashion. I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it at this point. I don't know how they even keep them. I think it's just like they enjoy watching how close they can get without actually winning. I think they just like signed a pack saying like, we'll never win ever, but we'll at least look good doing it. Um, so that's kind of how I view the Chargers. If I had to pick a winner and a loser in this, I think the Chargers can and should win this game. I have no faith in the Raiders and their system. Uh, Josh McDaniels is dead to me. Uh, Jimmy G uh, should just retire and become a model full-time. And Devontae Adams is wasting his life away on this Raiders team. And he said it best. I'm at a point in my career where I can't sit around and wait anymore. I, I need to embrace my Kevin Durant role in life. And I agree with him. Become... Enter your Kevin Durant saga and just go to go to the Chiefs or the 49ers. 49ers like, yeah. yeah. Just flip like just make the entire league just be like, well, we we may as well just like throw away our title hopes. Like, let's just tank. Like, just do something like that. I think it'd be a lot really enjoyable. Honestly, the Pro Bowl this year should just be whatever they elect the Pro Bowl to be, just let them play on the two Super Bowl teams. Like just let every player go where they want to and then just play in the last game of the season for the Super Bowl. Like that, that that should just be it. But yeah, give me the Chargers in this. The Hobbs. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this game. I like the Chargers as well. I mean, the line's at minus five. Uh, I think they win outright. I mean, it's just – I don't know. Yeah, Josh – yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't seem that interesting to me at, at QB. He doesn't really have that much fire to him or flair uh, to win games or even cover games. Uh, Josh Jacobs – three catches. Yeah. I mean, what would you say? Who, who is it? Hunter Renfro has three catches. I'm not surprised by that though. He, he they, they didn't they didn't they almost cut him? Bro, he was a baller last year. No, they almost cut him, dude. Like no, this, what, dude, he almost, didn't, he almost didn't make the team. He almost didn't make the 53. Like, that was a big thing. Um, um, Check fat. the facts. He almost didn't make the 53. Dudes, people were like, people were surprised. I was surprised too. I mean, he was good for fantasy. People were like, oh my gosh, uh, there's a chance that Renfro doesn't even make the team this year. Like, there was a big headline about it. But surprisingly, he did make the team. I mean, I don't know. I like, yeah, the Chargers win. I think Justin Herbert is a stud QB. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, I do think the coaching staff for the Chargers needs to change. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to kind of repeat the same thing everyone else repeated real quick. Uh, let's talk with the, Ra- the Raiders. First of all, you know, obviously, I'm already fucked the Raiders because we're team Gruden always until the day we die. Secondly, you get, with that? Of, you get rid of Derek Carr and then you just get a worse version of Derek Carr. Like, I don't understand that trade or that deal at all. It, it was like, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. You got a more, you got a, a handsome, Jacobs, you got a handsome QB out of it. You got, you got Josh, Derek, Derek Carr's a good looking guy, man. 
Then you got I didn't say he was Dolph Jacobs. But, but, if honest, but if we're being honest, if you had, <laughs> if, you had if you had to pick one of them, uh, I'm picking Jimmy G. Yeah, I'm picking Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. But um, Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the NFL last year, can't even give me 10 points in fantasy. And like you said, Devontae Adams is rotting. Hunter Renfro's not getting the ball. There's a whole lot of chaos going on there. You look at the Chargers, one of the most talented rosters across the board, and Brandon Staley just sucks ass. And it's so hard to watch because there's so many times you're like, holy, there's like so many games you watch, you're like, holy shit, this is the team. And then one quarter later, and it's like, is this the same game I was just watching? It doesn't make any sense. Justin Herbert takes the blame every fucking time. It's not, it's no longer the quarterback's fault. It's it's the coaching staff. The coaching staff sucks. Also, as a fantasy owner, I need Austin Eckler back or I'm going to start crying. Like, I, I need the 20 points to 25 points a week. It's fucking me. Anyways, give me the Chargers. We got three games left. Phil Hobbs, you're leading us off of this one. We have the New England Patriots traveling to play the Dallas Cowboys at 425 on Fox. Dallas a six-and-a-half favorite. Phil Hobbs, what do we think? This would be the easiest game to bet if it wasn't the Patriots. And I say that because the Cowboys just came off a crazy loss. Then they did they, they beat the Cardinals beat him, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crazy loss versus the Cardinals. If this was any other team, it'd be a bounce back game for the Cowboys, but now they have to play the Patriots, which is like crazy to be going off of that loss versus the Cardinals who was potentially supposed to be tanking for Caleb Williams. And now they see like they have a quarterback in Josh Dobbs, but, uh, yeah, I like the Cowboys minus six and a half. I do think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think it's going to be close, though. I think the Patriots. I think the Cowboys barely cover cover the spread. I think Mac Mac Jones may be the best QB, best backup QB in the NFL, but I don't think he's a starting quarterback. All right, Phil Hobbs. This guy's got Justin Fields, this quarterback, trying to talk shit. I think Mac Jones doesn't look bad at all. I think this Patriots team is playing better than they're supposed to be playing. Um, do I think Mac Jones is like the next Tom Brady? No, but do I think he sucks? Absolutely not. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of like sort of finding their identity, but even when they lose and I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm not too inaccurate, but yeah, even when they lose, they're, they're barely losing 24, 17, the Dolphins 25 to 20 against, uh, the Eagles had that, that ugly win against the Jets. They're not like promising, but they're also a Bill Belichick coach team. Like they are very good at football. On the other side of things, Dak Prescott loves turning the ball over, and he also loves not playing good football for some reason. I don't know why. Um, this is another team that's like you have all the weapons, and for some reason you can't do anything. Um, also, uh, our condolences to Trayvon Diggs. Sucks to hear he got another injury. I don't know if it was turf-related. I do know it was a non-contact injury, though. That sucks. It was turf. So it was turf-related injury. Once again, why we have turf, who knows, who knows. Um, as far as a pick, I'm going to take Cowboys money line. I'm just going to rock with it. It's safer, but I would not even be kind of surprised if Mac Jones just says, fuck Phil Hobbs and lets his nuts hang. <laughs> Listen, Dan yeah. Quinn, that defense that the Cowboys have is even without Trayvon Diggs, like you said, is still, I think the best in the league. It's up there. Yeah. I, I yeah, I really do. Dan Quinn has that team locked in, and it's only week. It's only week four. I think they're. I hope they're not peaking too early, but I think that team is peaking too early by losing to the Cardinals. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> my biggest problem when 
any game involving the Patriots is I don't know what expectation to carry into it. Um, plain and simple. Look, Mac Jones has been playing a lot better this year. I think the offense overall has been playing better, but how many times do I have to reiterate? When your offensive coordinator is not split between Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator, and uh, Matt Patricia, who is a fat Denny's employee, um, you you may be a little better. And I like what Bill, Bill O'Brien is doing with his offense. You know, you don't have, like, great weapons. You have all right weapons. I wish we would just draft or take somebody offensively that would make a difference on this team. But Bill Belichick knows where his strengths and weaknesses fall. And he knows how to draft defensive talent. You look at guys like Christian Gonzalez, who have played, quite frankly, unbelievable through their first three weeks in the season. Christian Gonzalez just won rookie defensive player of the month, if I'm not mistaken, for how well he's played. Um, By the way, your first three games in the NFL, you're covering A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, and Garrett Wilson. Tyreek Hill said he's a dog. Tyreek Hill said in an interview, he said, for a rookie, that's the best kid I've played. Yeah, so hey, I guess where, every where year did he come from what school? Oregon, Oregon, yeah, he's an Oregon, Oregon guy. Yeah, so what's crazy to me is I don't know how the Patriots do this, but every year they bring in a DB who becomes like the greatest DB that year. They give them away for like nothing, and then they suck on another team. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't even like one of the top five DBs in the draft, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. I don't remember. He was a first round pick. He was a first round pick. Yeah, we used our number one pick on him, rightfully so. Um, he he is a dog. Uh, I don't know why I feel like I don't remember much about this kid. I feel like it was more so because the draft last year was so dominated by yeah. offense. Yeah, that might have been it. We overshadowed the defense, but Bill Belichick will never miss on defensive players. Like that's just how he is. Last time he tried to draft an offensive player, we got Nikhil Harry. Oh no, and- I remember this guy. He was number zero in Oregon. Yeah, yeah I he played in Arizona State. Or are you yeah. talking about the cornerback? Yeah, I remember this guy. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry was supposed to be a dog. Yeah, he played Arizona State. Supposed to be. Dude was dog shit, though. Yeah, he Um, was not good. um, Regardless, back to this game at hand, I think the Patriots will end up covering. Uh, I don't know if they'll win or lose, though, because so far, both games they've lost this year have come on a combined six inches. You lose to the Dolphins. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, um... But you look at the Dolphins. Dead silence. Yeah, you look at the, <laughs> you look at the Dolphins game. You literally, by the way, the fact that you ended the game on a replay to say the guy was short, um, biggest boner kill of all time in any game ever. You can't end a game like that. I don't care what anyone says. And then you lose to the Eagles in the same way on another fourth down field conversion. Grayson knows how that feels. Yeah. Um, if I have to get because I guess I'm so used to seeing just Tom Brady leading a fourth quarter comeback. And now Mac Jones is like the complete opposite of that, where we just find ways to shoot ourselves. Um, but to be quite frank, I don't think anything will ever be worse than the incident that happened. Um, was it last year or two years ago where we had the infamous play against the Raiders where we threw it backwards? And yeah, uh, yeah that was the closest I've ever come to killing myself um, after watching a football game. Um, regardless, I don't know, there's been a couple FSU games that have had me like, mm. I mean, Jacksonville State loss, that was more like, I may not blow my brains out, but I would not mind drowning at the bottom of a pool. Um, I was like, I might just run into oncoming traffic. Yeah. Um, I may play a game of peekaboo with the interstate uh, media, uh, if I'm being honest. But regardless, give me the Patriots to cover. 
Oh, we got two games left, boys. Just run through these because these are pretty easy games. We got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 49ers of San Francisco, 425 on Fox. San Francisco comes in at a minus 14. Give me the minus 14. I think San Francisco is playing some of the best football in the NFL. And the Eagles, I would say, are probably a good one and two combo, in my opinion. They have too many weapons for the Cardinals to stop. Joshua Dobbs' bald head is going to get shut down. This is not going to be a game like it was last week for them. This is going to be a very rude awakening. San Francisco is going to have their way with them. Give me San Francisco minus 14. Yeah, um, pretty much same belief. I think the only people that are taking the Cardinals plus 14 in this are because they are riding off some false hope of the Cowboys being not as good as they think they are. Um, yeah, look, Brock Purdy's what, 8-0, 9-0 as a starter Yeah, for the 49ers. That's not going to change. 14 points is a lot of points, but it's not that much considering how vastly different these two teams are. I mean, you have one team that is a perennial Super Bowl contender, Whereas the Cardinals are kind of like, oh my God, they won a game. Like, congratulations. Um, but yeah, look, best of luck to Josh Dobbs in this. Don't die. Uh, Nick Bosa may come for your head. Just saying. Um, but Go yeah. Home. Zach, you keep going. You got, you got anything else? Yeah, I like I think I mean this is the NFL. 14 points is a lot. I think the Cardinals cover. I mean, they did just beat the Cowboys at before, before. We're in the talks of going to the Super Bowl. That's I really the Cowboys like the every year after they get a win. Maybe one year. Maybe one year they weren't. Dude, yeah. I'm just a Dan Quinn guy. I'm a Dan Quinn. He's not even the head coach. I'm just. He's just. He should have been the Bears head coach. You're glazing, I, Phil. You're glazing. I think it's Freddie. Pew, pew 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 explosives. All right, that's the Cardinals head coach. I think. I think James Conner goes for two tutties. One rushing, one receiving. I'm on whatever this kid's smoking. Stamp it, stamp it. Yes. All right, Zach, lead us, lead us into our last game, our Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to play the New York Jets in New Jersey, though, because that's where the stadium is. Uh, 20 on NBC, the Kansas City Chiefs, minus eight and a half favorites. Shout out to Ellis Brothers holding it down out there. Zach, watch what do you think. You know, I feel like things are so predictable every year. You know, you look at the slate of games – and for some reason, over the last couple of years, the primetime games have always sucked. I think I need to look at the TV schedule more often because there's always a team that gets put on primetime that halfway through the season, you're like, fuck, this team has like 10 primetime games. It's the Jets got six. Yeah. Last year, guess who it was? The Broncos. We had to watch them every <laughs> goddamn week just get their backs blown out. And this it was, was a 12 to four game. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Uh, look, Was that that game? Yeah, no, no. Nah. Uh, look, New York, you have an implosion impending. Um, ever since A-Rod left, you have a ton of guys on the team that were expecting Super Bowl hopes, and now you have Zach Wilson, and you want to kill yourself. And I don't blame you. You don't even trust your quarterback. You have literally defensive players on opposing teams saying, this looks like a team that wants to run the ball. Um, that's a smack in the face if I've ever heard one. Unfortunately, this isn't going to be one of those games where it's like, oh, they're giving us bulletin board material. You can have as much bulletin board material as you want. You still suck. Like, that's just it. At the end, <laughs> you're not going to be able to win football games against better opponents. And I don't see Patty Mahomes shit in the bed, regardless of whether he has Eric the enemy or not. Look, I know their offensive play calling has taken somewhat of a hit since he's left, but let's not act like they still don't have Andy Reid, which is a top five coach all time. Like, let, let, let's not say here and pretend like they don't have Travis Kelsey 
and Patrick Mahomes. Like they have the weapons, they have all they need, really. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Kansas City in this one, and it's not gonna be particularly close. Yeah, I'm gonna also take Kansas City in this one. It's uh I don't really have much to say on it. The one thing I do want to say though is I feel like Zach Wilson's getting a little too much hate. Do I think he's great? Absolutely not. But there's some plays where you watch where their O-line is so bad, it doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or fucking Jalen Hurts back there, that the O-line just sucks. And Zach Wilson's taking a lot more of a blame for it than he should. Do I think he's the answer? No. Also, if I'm not mistaken, did they not just pick up Trevor Simeon? They did. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense either because you're just trying to replace shit with more shit. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. The Kirk Cousins move by Phil Hobbs, great analyst work right there. I do like that. I wouldn't even mind them seeing signing Nick Tronti over J- Zach Wilson, but it is what it is. Give me the Chiefs. I just don't see what the Jets could do. And also, the Jets are supposed to have this like horrifying defense. They haven't been playing quote unquote like horrifying in my opinion yet. You know who they need to sign? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, man. Tyrod. You want to talk about you want to talk about greatest backups of all time? Tyrod Taylor. Hey, let me just stab you in the lung real quick. He's not on the team right now. He's a backup for the Bills. Yeah. My yeah. He signed with yeah. He signed with the Bills. You're they right. were like, "Look, dude, you're about to have a very promising starting Later. career. Later. We're gonna Later. we're gonna penetrate your lung." We're gonna stab you in the lungs. He was that made, with the Giants. What team was that with? Yeah, I think he's on the Giants now. I think he's on the Giants now. Yeah, he is on the Giants now. He, look, he was the starting quarterback for the Chargers when Herbert was a rookie. Yeah, and, and then he got stabbed in the lung. They they like the crazy. The speculation was that they purposely <laughs> did medical malpractice in order to have an excuse for him not to play. <laughs> like they were just gonna be like, that. they're like, we want Justin Herbert to do anything. <laughs> Stab him in the chest. Yeah. Slip yeah. the bullet. Yeah, slip the bullet. As but yeah, that uh, wrap. Actually, Phil Hobbs, give us your, your take real quick to wrap us up. Yeah, I think this point, the point spread is minus eight and a half. Uh, I think it, I think it should be, be at least 10. At least 10. You know, a touchdown and a field goal. I'm surprised it's only eight and a half. But I would take the Chiefs. Chiefs eight and a half. Yeah, I think Patty Mahomes has got the team rolling. Uh. I think the run game is even getting better, and I think he's also solidifying his wide receivers to be to be good this year. Also, that wraps up everything football-wise for NFL Week 4 preview. Phil Hobbs, thank you for joining us, being our leading scorer. Before we go, Phil, I know you've been not being able to sleep on this. We're ha- finishing off like we do with every single podcast with our draft, and Phil Hobbs was to come up with something, not tell me and Zach to be on our toes. So let's see if this was worth, worth yeah. the win on. Yeah, so what are we doing? We're doing a snake draft of what top five of something, or how's yeah, how's yeah, it? yeah, yeah. All right, so since we this is an NFL preview of week four, let's. I decided to do a top five of linebackers of the NFL all time. I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why time, I, I, I thought this was. I thought this is a sports podcast. What's going on? You, linebackers, you bro. You can't name name five linebackers. Without looking like a complete dumbass, maybe, maybe not. Um, I, yeah, I could, I could go three for let's sure. Do three. One, two, three. Two, yeah. three. Each. I, mm, linebackers. Look, you guys are you guys are like, hmm? Let me Google search linebackers. Nah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, nah, I'm just 
Thank no, you. I could do it. I could do it. Nah, I can probably do it. I can probably <laughs> I do it. Jeez, it's three linebackers. No, it's, no, it's stick not, with the five. Stick with the five. You know, I almost, I almost was like, oh, I'm gonna throw throw a curveball and do uh, left tackles. Top three, top yeah, five I left mean, tackles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could even do left tackles. All right, I mean, Phil, I you start us good. off. Then what's your number one pick? We'll go Phil Zachary. Let's do it. So yeah, listen, I have behind me legendary Brian Urlacher jersey behind me. I'm gonna go number one, Brian Urlacher. Are we doing oh, like who we think are the best or like some like iconic ones to us growing up? Where are our top three, man? Just go. You're, no, you're, we're doing five. We're doing five. We got yeah, five. Brian Urlacher. Who's that pen you got? I got, right. Brian, I got Brian Urlacher. He led the team to an NFC championship, almost won the Super Bowl. Uh, played for the Bears his whole career. Yeah, we know who Brian Urlacher is, brother. Yeah, I just give me stats. I mean, I don't know. You guys, you guys were scratching your heads. Couldn't even name five linebackers. I mean, all right, all right. I'm gonna take the true number one here. Uh, I'm gonna go Ray Lewis. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Nobody likes murder. Sorry. Right. Well, listen, you know. Plays your case. You go Ray Lewis. I just gave you a bunch of facts on Brian Urlacher. Why, why, why Ray Lewis? Why you want to? You want me to give you some facts about Ray Lewis? The man. Why is he better than Brian Urlacher? Okay, uh, if you're really that good, you could pull an OJ Simpson and literally murder a man, and they will find a way to keep you in the NFL. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, did Brian Urlacher try to get away with murder? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewis stabbed a man and then was like, "Stop me! Somebody yeah. stop me!" It's yeah. a legend. Yeah. legend. Like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Glove don't fit. You must have quit. How about rush for 2K in a season, bitch? Um, my number one is going to just go with someone that I liked a lot growing up as a kid watching. I'm going to go Patrick Willis. Good pick. Yeah, Great I got pick. a jersey in my – it's the only actually football jersey I have at my house. I'm not even a 49ers fan. I just used to love – even when he was at Ole Miss, he would just murder people, like literally take heads off. So, yeah, I'm going to go Patrick Willis, my number one. Um, Grayson, you're at Snake Drafts. So you get the second one as well. All right, so my second one, I'm going to go old school Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Derek I, Brooks. I knew you were going to say this. I, I knew you were going to Give me some Derek Brooks. I mean, he's the GOAT, dude. I literally grew up my whole childhood watching him play. Uh, his son was our age, too, so I, I got I to play on a couple teams against him. Um, just an awesome Tampa Bay Buccaneer, man. You know, he's just he's just the guy. Um, State Seminole, too. Yeah, my number two, um, I believe this guy would have been the GOAT linebacker if he wasn't too smart for his own good. He decided to step away from the league a little earlier than people. No, I knew you were going to pick. That was in the next Luke Keekley. I love that guy. That dude is one of the smartest football players to ever step on a football field, and he had the play to back it up. The Boston College alum, just a complete dog, literally would call out not only your play, but your – audibles your check downs your hot routes whatever you knew he knew it too he knew what porn you jerked off to he knew what time your mother texted you he knew everything about your life and it was unbelievable to watch i just wish he would have won a super bowl with the panthers but yeah give me luke keekley yeah luke keekley is a great pick i mean he i, I was looking at stats of him he won the defense player in 2013 i was like i i remember growing up watching him i was like i was 13 years old watching him play i was like he was shit. so good dude Dude, he was crazy. I used to try to watch highlights of him and try to play like him. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I tried to. <laughs> All right, well, listen, my next pick, I think whoever's listening is probably like, why is this guy I haven't been picked yet? Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I was thinking. Probably, probably better than – I'm not going to lie. Brian, Ray Lewis may be better than Brian Locker, but 
He okay, in all fairness, not better than Lawrence Taylor. He okay. revolutionized the linebacker position. Okay. okay. Uh, in history, probably the best. Number Let one. me say this though: when I view Lawrence Taylor, though, I don't say linebacker. I view him more as like edge rusher. Yeah, but he was a linebacker. No, I know he was, but like it's kind of like the same thing with like depending on your defensive scheme, like whether you're outside linebackers, your edge rusher. Like when I like my list is strictly going to be middle linebackers. Like that's just what mine's going to be. You're like I'm not trying to discredit your pick, but that's the only reason why I didn't take LT. At all. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because I'm I'm not I'm not okay I'm not edge rusher over here. I'm picking my stand over the middle. Like when you play defense on NCAA. Check the highlights. He did he's standing in the middle, bro. He's got he's got picks. He's not making right, like Phil, Parsons is a rusher. What's he's your number three? Phil, what's your number three? Shit, man. All right, let's go. I want to do linebackers. We usually do non-sports fun things, but you're like, no. Should I have done pizza toppings? Would that have been fun? That'd have been a good one. I'm about to eat pizza right after. <laughs> favorite, this. favorite, favorite soda pop. That would be a good one. Uh, all right, let's go. Who am I looking? What am I looking here? Got a list. You guys picked a couple. Uh, I want to go with someone. Let's go with another one. Oh, I can't go with him. All right, let's go with a guy who's still playing, Bobby Wagner. That's a fire pick. Literally the heart and soul of the Seahawks. Like, like that guy yeah, might go down as the best player to ever come out of the Seahawks. Yeah, right? dude, he right? was terrifying there when he was probably the best player to ever play for the, the Legion Seahawks. of Doom. Boom. I can't. Legion yeah, for, it's the Legion. Of, Legion of Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, Legion of Doom. Yes, that guy. He's still playing and like still killing it. Like still getting all pros. Like low key. Like hasn't. Really, I mean, he's dropped a little bit. I'm, no, he but he plays the Rams now, doesn't he? Yes. No, I thought he went back to the Seahawks. I thought he went back to the Seahawks. No, not the Niners. I know. He, shit, I'm. He might be playing on the Rams now. Either way, still, still. Can. I know. He, okay, look, I know he was on the Rams last year. I, dude, I want to say he went back to the Seahawks. I want. Yeah, say. you're right. No, you're right. He is on the Seahawks again. Yeah, yeah, that was weird because he got. Like the Seahawks kind of threw him out. They were like, "Yeah, we're kind of done. Like you're on the, the the back end of your career." And then he goes to the Rams and kills it, wins a Super Bowl. And then the Seahawks were like, "Hey, why don't you come back and finish your career here?" So yeah, that's how I remember. I think the story going. What yeah. about you, Zach Watts? Who's your number three? Kind of middle linebackers. Give me any linebackers. Isn't he middle? Nah, but I'm. I I have a. I just wants to be difficult. Yeah, I want to be difficult. I have a method to my madness um oh guess i'm working tomorrow so guess who gets to wake up at 5 45 to hit some epr shifts <laughs> um pick a linebacker damn it yeah. <laughs> you know i may just have to say it um and go against what i just said but i want to say james harrison yeah you can do that i want to say it's james like a dn kind of but he's a linebacker. Um, yeah i'll give it to you yeah um only because i think he's the like that uh return he had for the Steelers in the Super Bowl where he took it back a hundred yards. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I still remember that. Also, also squad a bus. Yeah. Uh also all of his workout videos where he's yeah. just like anomaly shit. Like I just like he is literally the epitome of I'm gonna just be in the weight room uh and you can find me there. Um and that'll be that. Yeah, I've I've watched him murder people uh and love it i'm pretty sure he was the same guy that told another player's son during a youth football game 
Like, he told another nine-year-old child, uh, I need you to take their soul. Um, I've never heard of coaching advice like that. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to trust the guy if he's telling kids to uh, take their souls. So give me give me James Harrison. I'm going to go uh, Terrell Suggs, my number three. Nice. He was another – I mean, I, I, when I when I think about, like, linebackers that I'm naming right now, these are all, like, guys I would just, like, watch their highlight tapes on YouTube because they just depleted people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of like where I'm going with this. And then speaking on that too, someone that's, I'm going to go recent also because Phil kind of got me, uh, motivated with that. I'm gonna go Vaughn Miller. I mean, I, I'm not like a big Vaughn Miller fan, but it's inevitable to deny the fact that his threat on the field. I mean, he single-handedly kind of won the Broncos that Super Bowl. Like he, he was, he was a dog. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on four. Sorry, I'm just putting our picks in. You said Terrell Suggs, and who was your fourth? Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller. Um, I'm going to pick. I said James Harrison. Uh, I'm going to pick a guy that shared the field with Vaughn Miller, and I am going to raise you, Mister Demarcus Ware. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, he just played kind of when I got. The only reason I'm picking him is because when I got into football, he was like the prominent name that you would always hear. I believe he played a, predominantly for the Cowboys and the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken, but most of his career on the Broncos. Don't fact check me on that. I actually do. I want to know if I'm wrong. But yeah, that's my four. Bill Hobbs, last two picks. Let's go with Cleo Mack. Oh, small, okay. Came from a small school, Buffalo. Buffalo, you know, it was Buffalo University. University yeah. of Buffalo was a... Yeah. You know, pick pick from the Bears, and people were surprised by that. Uh, let's go with him. One defense play of the year. I still wish he played better for the Chargers right now. I'm surprised why him and Bosa can't get get anything together, but for that defense. But yeah, Khalil Mack. Hmm. What to say? What to say? Um. I'm trying to think of like who I grew up watching. I believe his name's like Seau, Junior Seau. Yeah, Junior Seau. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace, Junior Seau. Um, wait, who R- was your, no way. Who was your fifth pick, Phil? Oh, do I get a fifth pick too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was your fifth pick? I All right, let's. Zach has Junior say out, so you can't take yeah, that. All right, let's go. This guy was fun to watch. Was a stud with JJ Watt, Brian Cushing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see that video of him headbutting? Yeah. Uh, you know he's bleeding. He was yeah. he was roided up in that in that in that yeah. season. Yeah, but he was a dog. He was yeah. a dog, bro. He's yeah, stud. Yeah, but yeah, straight stud Brian Cushing out of the Houston Texans. Then he played USC too. I don't know where he Yeah, played. I think so. I'm yeah. gonna keep mine. Um, uh, just another guy I used to look up his highlights and watch him deeply. People, Clay Matthews. I saw. Yeah, I yeah I had him on the board. He was good. Okay. Clay Matthews, nice, nice. Factor, though. Uh, surprisingly, I knew more linebackers than I originally anticipated. I don't know why. Yeah, I know me too, but. That's everything. I'm tired. I want to go. To, I want to eat food and play NCAA. So, <laughs> Phil Hawks, thank you for joining us. Congratulations being this week's leading scorer. I hope you yeah. have a great rest of your weekend. And hopefully, you decide to hold it down Sunday afternoon.
for the yeah. Game. I don't, you know, I don't know what we're gonna do next week if I if I get the most points again. I don't know if I can do this two two weeks in a row. It'd be tough. You know, I, I got a busy schedule, but maybe I can maybe do that for you guys. guys don't well, let we you. He has been blowing I, my phone up to make this happen. My oh. team's on a hot streak, right? Let's just hey, we'll do we'll do uh, we're gonna do centers next week. If I if I got the highest score, we'll do centers, top centers. No, we have to do safeties. We have safeties. to do safeties. I got Jeff. I got Jeff Saturday. DB Saturday first pick. <laughs> centers give me jason kelsey Ooh, we quarterback center duos that that's a good one you guys should do all right well clocks on the stove